0: To the Goat Channel podcast. Welcome back to the Goat Channel podcast. I already did some episode. And I don't know if it saved or not. If not, I may try to go back and do it. Uh, but it was about the NBA draft. This is kind of the second part of um, that podcast because I was going to just continue with it and have a big long podcast. So if That was not on there. This podcast won't be as long, but we will still hit the NBA draft after, you know, we do this. Um, So it won't be in order. If not, you'll hear the NBA draft first and we'll go from there and there'll be more to it. So, not much on the agenda today. Um, Like I said, the NBA draft was the biggest thing. And hopefully that recording saved and if it did not then we will hit on it a little bit later I don't know and we'll definitely hit on the draft so this is the Goat Channel and you know we're creating stuff we're trying to uh, we're trying to expand and uh, do different things like I said, initially, I had no plans with where the YouTube channel and where all this was going, and uh, then I wanted to go lean towards golf, but it's hard to do golf content when it gets dark at 5 o'clock, so uh, the only time I can get content in is usually, you know, on a weekend, even if I can get it in, so that's where, that's the struggle. So right now we're still a variety channel, but if you want to check us out, I definitely would recommend it. It's it's a good channel. It's a fun channel. Uh, We do a bunch of different stuff. Ain't nothing wrong with us. We just, you know, we're just building something. We're trying. Uh, A few of our last things, um, I did have a golf video popped up was my last video we will have video we are starting to post monday wednesday friday so if you want to check that out i do have an ebay shop um it's on my links everywhere it's got some pretty pretty dope stuff i really like where my ebay shop is going and what it looks like so you check it out if you have a chance uh then YouTube, like I posted golf this week. I posted a liquor tasting, and we tasted some Tanaka vodka, twenty-five times distilled. That's one of the highest distilled I've ever heard, and it is one of the smoothest vodkas you will ever have. If you want to check that video out, you'll get a little bit more info on it. It's it's really good though. It's from Severe Distilling Company in Sevierville, Tennessee. I don't know if you've ever been to Severable or Pigeon Forge or Gatlinburg. They let you go in and taste their moonshine for free. Free samples. In uh, Gatlinburg, I think it costs $5, and then you get it back, like a gift card kind of thing. But anyway, they're popping up all over down there, and you can taste them and buy them right there. So if you haven't been, definitely go check that out in Pigeon Forge, um uh, Gatlinburg. It's, it, it, it's pretty neat um, they even have wine trail you can taste a bunch of wines uh, you can go to five different wineries and they'll give you free gifts like for example last time we did it we went to five wineries so and then we went to these moonshine places too but we went to the five different wineries and after three we got a cool looking wine glass it was actually a neat looking wine glass. And then we got uh trying to think of what all. We got uh oh we got like a knife corkscrew like a actually it was a I guess it'd be a multi knife. So it's pretty cool. It's called the walk- rocky top or Rocky Mountain Wine Trail uh, so check that out if you haven't look it up uh, and we were informed while we were down there they have two of them now they got one through like Sevierville and Pigeon Forge area and then they got one of their own in Gatlinburg. so you can just walk the streets of Gatlinburg and do one of the wine trails too and you get free gifts like I said they stamp your card you don't have to buy anything obviously it is appreciated, you don't have to tip or anything, but somebody does serve you a drink, so sometimes if you want to tip a dollar, I mean, especially when you're at the moonshine places, like, eight little samples, uh, for a dollar is a really good deal. Yeah, and as of now, with this stuff going around, they're still kind of, you know, they're still doing it. They're still, uh, letting you taste it and all that. So, yeah, if you haven't done that, check out Gautenburg. I do have some pictures on my Instagram of that trip. Uh, But the neatest part of it is, like I said, Pigeon Forge and Gautenburg and Sevierville have all kinds of stuff to do anyway. Uh, You you pick anything down there to do. It's just got something for everybody. I mean Dollywood's down there. If you want to go to a theme park, they got like a wax museum. They got little museums like that. They got Wonderworks, which is just pretty neat. You know, they got restaurants, all kinds of different restaurants. We went to the Brazilian restaurant one time. And it's a really great experience if you if you haven't been. It is it is very um, I would suggest it. Definitely suggest it. If you haven't been, it is worth it. Um, it is a little pricey. And, but, it's really neat if you've never been to a Brazilian restaurant. Uh, but yeah, it's down there in Pigeon Forge. And this uh, they got like a cold bar, a hot bar, that you go up to. And they probably don't do that right now, I'm guessing, but... Um, everybody's kind of cut that out. and But what they do is come around to your table. Actually, I don't even know if they're open at the moment with all this COVID. I'm guessing they are, though. They probably just have to wear a mask. But anyway, they, they'll come around to your table if you've never been to one. They'll cut the meat off of it. Or they'll slide. Like, if it's a chicken leg or a wing or something, they'll just slide it off. If it's, like, big pork they'll shave it off right there in front of you sausage leg you know they'll just slide off the skewer to you really neat Um, yeah just really neat and I would just recommend it for an experience if you you like food I mean a lot of people like food obviously Uh, but from an experience and you know, get an experience something different, I would definitely try that Brazil place at Pitcher Forge. If you've never been to a melting pot, they got that in Goutenburg I went to at one time. You cook your food in front of you. So you, you know, they have the oil, they got cheese fondue and dessert fondue. Do, you know, you get the three-course meal or that's how I would do it if I went, you know, if you go or four-course meal actually because they get a salad. So, just food places down there if you haven't tried definitely do that uh the blue moose is a really good place to eat they got really good food it's a bar but they got really good food it's one of the places we we stop at most because we go down there quite often because it's not too far of a drive Uh, we haven't done it as much this year it seems like covid's kind of messed with everything but with that said, we still try to get it in. We still try to go and go see and go go enjoy ourselves uh, because, like the like I said about the wine, moonshine and wine and stuff, that stuff's free. So you're not paying anything if you if you like to drink and if you like to get drunk. You're you're not paying anything for that. I mean, that's just completely free. So that part of it's free anyway it's a, you might as well go do it if, if, if you like to drink if you're one of those people who like to try different stuff because the variety is unreal uh, because usually they only let you try like so many of them and they got like some places have like 20 or so, I don't know, it's crazy me personally, if we're talking about liquor and all that I am a straightforward, uh, non-flavored drinker. I love a good tequila. Uh, I love a good straight whiskey, bourbon, something a little aged. Uh, that that's kind of that's my preference, and that's how I like to I like to go with it and roll with it. Now, the flavored stuff, some of them's pretty good. Um, there's nothing wrong with them. I mean, flavor stuffs. usually it's 40 proof or something too, so it's not even as strong. It's just, a lot of times, it's overly sweet at those, those moonshine places or really anywhere you buy it. Um, you just gotta find the right flavors, maybe but a lot of times they overly sweeten it to try to take it out of the burn and then, which appeals to a lot of people I mean there's a lot of people out there who don't like it straight so they would love the sweetness they like getting that extra sweet in but for me personally I would rather drink anything straight and get that real flavor of what it tastes like instead of you know the sweet basically just all sugar or or almost tastes like you're just drinking pure sugar or something like that. That's just not my style. If if there is a good flavor that's a good combination of strong and sweet. I do I do like those. Not I mean those aren't too bad. But for me the best ones are just straight. Just you drink your straight moonshine, get your real corn whiskey flavor out of it or drink your you know drink your whiskey and try to get that grain and that uh you know get that barrel that oak you want to get those flavors coming through and that's that's me those are the best ones so yeah that's just a little bit on my drinking preferences and just uh Going down to Galtenberg and Sevierville because that's a, it's a fun if you've never done it. Just a little trip down there. And day you can take day trips if you live close enough. Do a weekend if you live close enough. Like I don't know who my audience is who listens to this, but definitely check it out. You can even spend if you've never been, you could take a whole vacation down there. So, you know, check it out. It, it's definitely fun that's a little travel talk slash alcohol talk but it's all on you know i got stuff on youtube i got stuff on instagram about it um i don't know if i have anything on youtube about it, but i do have it on instagram for sure so you know check it out you'll enjoy it appreciate you. NBA Drive Talk will be next after this segment. Yeah. So we did have it saved. Lucky for me. So we will have that segment next. Uh, I don't even know where we're going to go with it right now. We we talked travel just a few minutes ago. We we hit on Gautenberg's variable. Uh, we did talk about liquor tasting And that's how we got into this severeable conversation. If you haven't followed with us, for some reason picked up in the middle. That's kind of how we worked our way towards that. So now, what we want to do is talk about maybe maybe whiskey. We can go back to we talked a little bit about whiskeys and stuff, but um, I can tell you some different kinds of whiskeys, whiskeys, I, or different kinds of alcohol I've tasted on the uh, YouTube channel uh, for review. And what we do is we do the goat rating system, so we rate it one to ten and give it the goat rating, you know, whatever it is. And so let's let me tell you some of the stuff I've tried on there. And so we went severe distilling. I have a what they call a tequila. Uh, I guess it's their version of blue agave, like a tequila type thing. It's a hundred percent blue, or it's got blue agave in it. I don't know if it's a hundred percent. That hasn't been tasted on there yet, but it will be in the future. But I do have a bottle of that from severe distilling company as well. And I can't remember the taste of it. I don't think I like it as well as... Um, they got one at this place called Tennessee Legend Pigeon Forge. that has got a smoky flavor. Too. It's more like probably a Mescal. So that, one's, that one I like better. But anyway, that one hasn't been on there yet. But it will be from the same place. From some local ones though down... Or from a local one... <laughs> I'm in, I think it's Piney Flats, Virginia. Or Tennessee, I think. There is a place called Mellow Moon. And I tried at least two or three from it. Just a local distillery, you know, not a big name or anything. I have tried at least two or three from it. There is a 184 proof that I have tried on camera on my YouTube channel. It's from Mellow Moon. 184 proof moonshine. So, obviously, that's strong. That's about as strong as you can get it. You can get it just a little bit stronger, but that's that's up there. Uh, and so, that was 184 proof. I have tried a Habanero from Mellow Moon. I'm pretty sure it is on the channel, too. And I don't know if I've tried a sh- I tried a banana shine. The banana shine wasn't great from there. Um, and then I've tried... I do have, I think, at least a 150 proof. Um, and if it hasn't been up 100 and a 150 proof and either one of those haven't been up, they will be. I'm not 100% sure if they have been or not. So, that's, you know, that's a local one. Some bigger names... DeWars uh, DeWars 12 year aged now that is probably one of my favorite alcohols uh, minus the vodka that vodka is probably one of the better ones because it's so smooth but DeWars is probably my favorite 12 year age that's probably my favorite thing I've been I've tasted, especially on camera. So there's that one, and then we got. Trying to think of all of them. I'm uh, trying to think of the more common ones, but there's peppermint. Uh, if you haven't had it from Old Smoky, and Old has became a pretty big brand now. It is also down in Gottenberg and Pigeon Forest where you can you, you can sample, uh, but that their peppermint whiskey. It's got some burn to it, because you're mixing your peppermint, uh, but it's very peppermint flavor forward, and it's not bad I, for a person who don't like sweeter ones. Peppermint's not really overly sweet; it's just got a really good peppermint and a burn to it so you know there is a review on there for that one i did go cheaper i had some a couple blended i think whiskeys are they aren't very good um to be honest with you they are very low priced. i think they were under ten dollars the two i tried on there i can't remember the name of them you would have to check them out yeah, but I have found that low price whiskey is not my favorite whiskey. Uh, so they were cheap, really cheap, under $10. One was under $10 for 750 milliliters, and one was under $10 for a liter. So, that just kind of gives you an idea how cheap they were, and, you know, how they turned out as far as if they were worth it or not. Um, another... I don't know if I've tried. I can't remember if I've tried any authentic tequila on there. But I've had some from Mexico. Um, On a cruise, you know, I picked some up. And they sell those things just in booths and everything else. But their tequilas are pretty good down there. And, uh... So, I don't know what else I've tried. Amaretto, I did try a very cheap Amaretto, which was good. I mean, very solid for cheap Amaretto, really. I mean, very solid. Uh, I think I tried Margaritaville tequila, and I wasn't a huge fan. It's on there. I've still got unopened bottles of stuff that I'm going to be trying. At some point, I got a another tequila... I got, um, a big bottle of rum from the Dominican that I'll be trying sometimes. So that's just a little bit of my YouTube channel. Now that's only like, I only put those out every once in a while. And me and my brother-in-law did a little four, a four tasting series. And the first one of those went up on Monday. Uh, so I, I will be posting today, Friday. But I don't know exactly what I'm going to post yet Wednesday was golf It took me all day to get that right Get it out um, So I haven't really had time to work on anything things so That'll probably be something a little simpler To put out It could be another whiskey tasting But whiskey tastings Are, they're fun I only taste just a little bit of them I give you my amateur review of them And then we go from there I got some disc golf though disc golf will be up at some point disc golf is pretty good i mean if you like disc golf i do different things with disc golf i drill a hole in the disc and just had some fun with it uh obviously my golf videos i want to get back to but like i said it's, it's a little bit harder during the during these colder months and these it's not really even the colder months that gets you. It's that it gets dark quicker. If it didn't get dark quicker, I'd be like out there every chance I get, you know, recording and putting out content. So we're still putting in work. Uh, trying to think of what else I have. I do have some good, very good cooking videos, but it's just not something I put out very often. Um, but the the cooking, if you go to my playlist, I do have a cooking playlist and it's definitely worth checking out, I would say, uh, just to see, I've experimented with some cooking. Uh, I, I experiment, I do my own thing. I don't really follow recipes. Um, if I get an ideal, like, obviously I'll kind of go with that ideal from something, but I won't follow a recipe exactly so I never really follow recipes it's just not me Uh, if you haven't had chicken egg rolls with broccoli slaw in a you know in a egg wrap or fried or whatever that's uh, that is worth trying Um, it is on there tube steak in diced tomatoes is pretty good uh, trying to just hit on everything. That's good. Fried deviled eggs aren't bad. I haven't done those in a long time, but if you can get the on your deviled eggs, if you can get your batter to stick, um, they turn out real well. Fried deviled eggs. So that's just a little bit of you know the YouTube channel and just I guess basically full discussion of the YouTube channel and a little bit about what I do on there. I also got trading cards. I kind of wanted to hit on that real quick. So that's what we do. Um, Trying to, trying to, you know, make something, make a brand. We'll see where we go. See how we, how we can get there. What the end game is. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of a vibe. Just kind of figure out what you're going to do, how you're going to do it. And, kind of roll with it so the nba draft talk is going to be up next like i said it's kind of i already recorded it um and so it'll be a next in line it's very interesting i was i didn't know if it had saved um but it was a good 20 some minutes conversation of the nba draft so definitely check it out if you're interested in the nba if you want some insight on what happened at draft night sports though really nothing's the same this year and I've I've stayed at this multiple times is like nothing's really the same this year it just doesn't feel the same everything just feels like it's I don't know I guess with just you can't you're not really living life normal you're wearing a mask everywhere and uh You know, the NBA drafts, the drafts aren't the same. Sports isn't the same. Um, It's almost just like a weird 2020 life. Uh, So, I don't know. I, I watched the draft. It just wasn't the same with them there for some reason. And it was just weird. Like, the production was a little different this year. They didn't really... It didn't feel like they... I don't know. Talked about their basketball skill enough or something. I don't know. It's just it's just an odd... I guess it's just like everything else, though. It was just an odd draft because I had to do it different. So... The draft was a little different. And... But... Overall... And it wasn't a very strong draft. I guess that's another thing. It's not a very deep draft. I mean, there's going to be a gym in there, and somebody's going to be good that you don't expect to be good. But in the bigger picture of things, and the overall thing, there's nobody that just jumps off the page that you're like, oh, okay, he's going to be a star. I don't think he, there's no guy in this draft class um, like a Zion or, you know, even R.J. Barrett, who they thought very highly of. And we don't, we still don't know about his game yet, but just... Or a Luca or a Trey, you know, those guys. There's no guy jumping off the page this year. Um, so maybe that was a little bit lackluster. So, just a combination. Really, that's, that's what it comes down to. It's nothing against anybody or anything. It's really just the combination of this year and everything happening. But coming up next, you will see or you will hear about the NBA draft. We'll go in depth about, you know, the good picks, the bad picks, the over, maybe the overrated picks, the, um, best teams. And I did leave a best team out when you start listening to that. And I believe, I didn't really think about them in their draft, but their trades and stuff, the 76ers had a really good draft too. Um, Basically, they traded some stuff. They picked some stuff up. They got some shooting. JJ Redick, Danny Green. They worked out some trades there, or not JJ Redick, Danny Green and uh, Seth Curry. So they worked out some trades there, and but overall, their team got better on paper, not necessarily through the draft, but using their draft picks and you know getting shooting around the other guys so next up NBA draft we'll see when we get back oh well, that is a Gold Channel Car Edition here we are doing it again we back at it so the NBA draft was Wednesday night and honestly I don't know I don't know about it man it was a lot different obviously I know you gotta still have your drafts and you still gotta go to work and you still gotta do this this and this but uh it just didn't feel the same I don't know this whole year just doesn't feel the same though uh, Christmas just, just isn't feeling like the holidays really it's it just feels off uh, and that's kind of how the draft felt it just kind of felt off but I don't know if it was the draft format or if it was more of maybe it didn't really even have to do with the draft or if it was the talent in the draft. It just felt a little off. I will say. I I say that phrase a lot too. I will say. I'll put that on a shirt sell it. I will say and then I say what I'm going to but anyway 20, 2020 NBA draft. I don't know if it was the talent or if it was the time we're in or how it was conducted or you know there, there could be a lot of scenarios of why it was a little bit off but still they, they got drafted there were some good players go here and here 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 um, I don't know them all off the top of my head, so we're not gonna run through all of them. But I will go through a few. So top pick overall, and that's without trades happening. They, I still believe we can see some trades. There wasn't really as many big trades as you thought during the during the draft, but there were a few trades. And the uh, so like Seth Curry went to the Mavs, or went from the Mavs to the Sixers. Doc Rivers coaching there now, and then Jason Richardson went to the Clippers, or no, to the Mavs. And honestly, that was a, that's a pretty good trade for both teams. I don't see any issue with both teams. Seth Curry is going to give you win healthy if he can stay healthy. It's going to give you a lethal shooter. Uh, definitely going to spread the floor and be a guy who's going to be catching shoot. He can even shoot off the dribble just a little bit. A great player off the bench and if you need be, can be a great starter uh, and just to be a shooter, you know. So, I think that was solid. Jason Richards can do a little bit of everything. Just a decent player. Uh, definitely gonna can be a rotation player. So, that's what we got there. That was a little trade. And a lot of other ones were pick swaps, I believe. I don't remember any other ones off the top of my head. There was a bunch that happened before, or quite a few that happened before. Uh, big news. Last night before the draft, Bogdan Badanovich said he was going to be a free agent and not do a sign-and-trade. Which is kind of crazy that they made the deal and then thought, oh, we're going to ask him after the deal if he wants to do a sign-and-trade. So that's an interesting way to, to go about it to the dude after yard he make an agreement with another team so he is a restricted free agent so he I think they can match anything he gets offered so he's going to test the market and see what is the market for him and that's going to be interesting too I don't know what the market is for him he's a solid player let's not get it wrong I just don't know how much solid um, the NBA has changed a few years where some of these guys that are just solid players are getting rich quick, and I don't know if he'll he'll join that group or, you know, what's coming for him, uh, what, what money. So that'll be an interesting thing, and then it doesn't sound like the Kings are going to match it unless they match it and then sign and train them, and I don't know how long after you match it you can trade him it's probably mid-season or something uh, he can also work signing trades with other teams because really it's up to him at this point because he is a restricted free agent so he can try to work signing trades with other teams or get a big deal we'll see uh, about the draft though anthony edwards went one and that's kind of what i figured i don't think he's the most talented in the draft but, because I, 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 I believe Ball's got the most talent. Ball's just got to do a few things. Got to improve on some stuff. I don't... The uh, His defense really isn't bad, I don't think. It's, it's more of an effort level. I believe he'll be good defensively, but it was just effort level to this point. And I don't know how good it was in Australia... But I know up until this point, he didn't really do play defense. I mean, it was just something he didn't do. He just scored a lot of points and stuff. So he wasn't really asked to play defense. So that's where the, you know, that's why I didn't, which that's not why I didn't think he'd go first. I think I was just saying he's the best to me in the class. Edwards just seemed like a better fit, though. Uh, I mean, you already had Russell. You already have Towns. Culver's there. I believe Culver... You know, Culver's your shooting guard of the future, hopefully, or at least a sixth man or something. You know, you have Russell as your point guard. So, I don't know if Ball was the fit. Now you can get Edwards, who's a shooting guard slash small forward. Uh, probably closer to a small forward. But, either way, you know, any combination of that that goes on there... Um, you definitely already had your point guard. I'm sure you could have moved Russell to shoot guard or something, but it just it wouldn't make sense when there was some other talent on the board. So with that, they they went ahead and took Edwards, which is good. I think Edwards is a solid pick. I don't I don't know what to expect from him, but I will. You know, I I do think fit wise it was a better fit, and that was the pick. Um, Wiseman to the Warriors. The only reason they could have changed their mind is because of Clay Thompson. Thompson's probably season-ending injury. Uh, and that's going to be tough for the Warriors now. But Clay Thompson's season-ending injury is going to put them in kind of a kind of a spot. So, they could have went with LaMelo and played a LaMelo and Curry, you know, point guard, shooting guard, and let LaMelo guard shooting guards, because I I think he'll be capable of that at his size, and let him kind of run the point at times, and get open shots for Curry. So, I mean, that was one option I think they had, but you still... For them, you take the best available, and what kind of you know what you need to make your system work. And I, if you take, if you have Green, you have Wiseman, and you have Wiggins, it doesn't look like you're going to have Clay. But they do have an exception to try to bring in a shooter. So if they can get a shooter brought in, it doesn't have to be Clay Thompson, obviously, but. If they could get a swig a deal for a shooter, which I don't know who that would be, but they do have a $17 exception, I I think is what I read. So I guess you could either, you might be able to get a free agent or make a trade. It may just be a trade exception. I'm not really sure. But you just got to, I think you just got to get a shooter alongside them, a guy who moves well without the ball. I don't know who that is right off the top of my head. But I feel like you want a, a guy that's gonna be in the same mold as Clay Thompson, and that—that's what I would go at. Somebody that's gonna be about the same mold as Clay Thompson. That's kind of what I would be looking at. And so they went Wiseman. I think that's a solid pick. They don't use a center too much though. So it'll be interesting to see how he kind of incorporates it in the team, because you It looks like you know if he starts, which they've had this before, but if he starts, you're going to have a lineup with two non-shooters. So, but he really fits. To me, he fits well with what they do. I mean, they may do with big long centers before. And he's probably one of the better ones obviously they've ever had and he's big, long, lengthy, skilled, athletic. So a solid pickup by them and that's figured how it would go because they didn't really need ball. After the clay injury you thought maybe. So then we get to the Hornets pick. The Hornets pick was They got some guards and stuff, but they're looking for a star. They're looking for somebody to try to turn that franchise around. I mean, that's what they really need. They need somebody, a star, to turn the franchise around. And, I mean, Charlotte's the closest team to me. I'm a LeBron fan, and I've started leaning towards being a Hawks fan, you know, just to be a fan of a certain team along with a LeBron fan. Uh, But the Hornets... They're on my radar now. Eventually, I'm going to pick a side. But the Hornets are the closest team to me, location-wise. So I'll be rooting for them anyway, to an extent. I do like Ball. And I said this already, but he's got to get better shooting and defense. But I, I think he has just enough swag I think that's the difference between him and his brother. They got real similar games. But I think he has enough swag. I think he's got enough, uh... I think he's going to go out and take it. I think he's not going to be as quiet. I believe he's going to go out and take being a really good player. Um... Yeah, I believe he he has more uh, give me that. You know, that kind of I want to be the best um, I guess not as much laid back personality as Lonzo. So I think that's going to help him. And we'll see where it goes. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see though him in the NBA and if he starts next year and how well he plays and I hope he does well. It, I'll, I'll be interested. Like, what's his style going to be? Because his style's been flashy up to this point. But then you get to the NBA, I don't know if you can be flashy like that anymore. Um, so, ball was a good pick for the Hornets. They needed it. They need a star. They need to try to get on the right track. Now, in the East. There are some tough teams, but still last year, anybody couldn't have made the playoffs almost I mean it was just uh actually, the East was a better last year, weren't they? I don't know, I still think in the east though there's those those bottom tier teams aren't super high level. I don't think any bottom tier teams are running away with anything. I mean, I think you had the Sixers up there in the top. You would have the Raptors, the Nets, the Bucks. You could even say the Heat. That That's leaving you with three spots. Maybe the Celtics. That's leaving you with two spots. That fills up for grabs. Uh, I'm sure I'm missing somebody. But every team's not going to have as good a year. I believe one of the teams that's not going to have a good year is um, I don't think the Heat will have nearly as good a year as they did last year. Obviously making the finals you can't do much better. So they just got to build something in Charlotte. They got to get better, improve and I think Bob was a good little starting point. Um, after that, the draft just kind of gets players that you might need or might feel a need. Or um, The Hawks got a Konyu. They said a Bam Adebayo kind of player. And the Hawks probably needed that because they got a lot. They've drafted a lot of guards and... Over the years, over the last couple years, over the last couple of years, they've drafted guards. So their guard play, you know, they they probably need a big, some big. So that's way the way they went. And he's an athletic big, so he's more of your your kind of new style, like no post-up or nothing. And that's what I hate about the league now. There's some really good post-up centers in this draft that probably could have went very high. Uh, and that reminds me of the Hornets got Vernon Carey, who I was huge on because I am a Duke fan, but Vernon Carey dominated games at Duke. Absolutely dominated games at Duke. And I know it's crazy to say, but, I mean, he's a big... Athletic. He just looks like he's going to be a scorer. I know he is a big though. I know the league's not like that anymore. But I believe that's a great fit in Charlotte. I think he'll get some playing time. I really got some belief in him and his skills. I know the league's different but, you know, maybe at some point they transition back to some more popular bigs. I remember one of my favorite players of all time and he got hurt was Greg Oden and who knows how that would have worked out <coughs> if he would have stayed healthy he would have been really good but like we're discussing right now the league has just went away from bigs you know it, you don't go through the big like that anymore you prefer bigs who can shoot uh, <coughs> and these real athletic bigs So, but Vernon Carey went there, and then, like I said, the Hawks pick was there. Trey Jones, as a Duke fan, Trey Jones, I think, was a steal. He's probably not the greatest offensive player. Maybe, maybe that's, that you can make that case, but defensively, He's going to lock you down. He is going to lock you down. He is going to be up on you. I believe that pick for the Spurs was excellent. I can't remember their very first pick, though, because they did have a number, a first-round pick, and I thought it was pretty solid, too, to go along with. You know, they're building a young team there in Spurs that you don't see now. They don't have any superstars, I don't guess. I mean, Aldridge, I guess, is still there, and DeRozan, but they don't have any young superstars yet, I guess. But they do have some really solid young players, it feels like. So I'm a fan of that. I think Spurs are trying to rebuild. Obviously, they missed the playoffs for the first time in a long time. They're trying to get their games together, get that rebuild it rebuilt We'll see how it goes. Um trying to think of any other significant players. Obviously those are gonna be your biggest one. The guy from Israel, I can't say his name, but they act like he's gonna be real solid. I don't know where he went off the top of my head, but he he's gonna be real solid. Uh, Obi Toppin. Some people think he's got a little Amari in him. Um, Stephen A. was not happy because they didn't choose a guard. But, I mean, it depends if he works out. But the Knicks, the Knicks need a lot. I mean, the Knicks are just not good. But, they're looking at Westbrook. If they pull the Westbrook trade out... It may change their fortunes a little. I still don't know if they'll have enough. But it can definitely change their fortunes and change their team around. Uh, Cole Anthony, I think, was a really good pick. He was outside the lottery, I believe. But he went to a solid Magic team. That definitely... I could definitely see them using him. Maybe not a starter because I like what Fultz is doing and I like what they got there. But, man, I, I believe Cole Anthony might have been the still of the draft and that that's, if I had to say who the still of the draft was, that's who I'm going to pick. Cole Anthony going to the Magic to me was the still of the draft and that's going to be huge for them because he's a really athletic point guard. He, he plays similar to, like, let's say like Derrick Rose or uh, Westbrook as in gets downhill, takes it to the basket, scores Um, obviously he's going to shoot the ball and do a lot of other stuff as well but that's not his necessarily top priority Um, and passing is not necessarily his top priority but he he gets downhill on you and he's athletic, he's going to be that type of point guard So he'll learn to get the open people as well. But I believe that was one of the steals. Him, and Trey Jones. Trey Jones, like I said, I think was a steal. And Kyra Lewis went to the Pelicans, which that made sense for the Pelicans. They did need some point guard help, some backup point guard help. Um, somebody come in there, change the pace just a little bit. And he was that guy. So, Kyra Lewis to the Pelicans. There was somebody else I thought was a steal, and I can't think off the top of my head who it was. Oh, the Nuggets. Not, I don't, there's no one particular person. I can't even remember who the Nuggets got. But I remember watching the draft and just thinking about how RJ Hampton was one of the guys and he, he went there late. But I was just thinking about how the Nuggets are so deep with talent. Like, they got a lot of young talent to go mix with Murray, who Murray's still young. Uh, But to mix with Murray and Jokic, man, the Nuggets are... That team might be a problem if they can get these players to, you know, perform and be starters and to be guys they can count on and to, I guess, be... Grow up, I don't know exactly where I'm going to try to go with that, but kind of grow up, grow into being a starter in the league or being a great player off the bench but as far as young talent the Nuggets have a lot of young talent I mean that team is stacked with young talent and they even drafted well again this year like I said I can't remember all of them but R.J. Hampton was one of their later picks and R.J. Hampton has a chance to be real solid and he'll come I mean Monty Morris and him and Murray. They can have like a little three man rotation there at the you know, shooting guard, point guard. <coughs> Switch off sharing uh bulk of the opportunity and bulk of the gameplay and so ball handling I guess. And so the Nuggets are a team that just have a lot of young, solid talent that just and they've been they've been there, they've got pretty far in the playoffs, so that's just the team to keep an eye out for uh, going forward. If these guys can grow more into their roles, like Michael Porter Jr., if he just grows more into his role. Uh, so, the still of the draft to me, to end tonight, well, to end the day, still the, the best draft at, I'm going to go with the Hornets and the nuggets. I believe Hornets Nuggets had probably the best drafts. The two best drafts. And then I want to go and say I don't know. I'm trying to think Nuggets Hornets probably had the best draft. And the biggest steal of the draft, I've already said, I thought it was Cole Anthony or Trey Jones. And I don't know the biggest bust. I don't want to really go with the bust. I don't know who had the weakest draft either right off the top of my head. You know, it's hard It's hard to really pinpoint somebody who had a weak draft or didn't do this and this well. Um, Because, I mean, you just don't know what they're going to be. There were some reaches, though. Um, Patrick Williams was a reach from Florida State, I would say. A really solid defender, but he was probably a reach where he was taken. Um, So he he was probably the biggest reach. I wouldn't say bust, but he was definitely the biggest reach. A guy that you you probably wouldn't expect to go so high. Um, Solid player, but I think he just went higher than he should have. I would have probably personally had him outside of the lottery, and I think he went top four, top five picks. So that's a guy who was a reach. Um, So you got your biggest steals, Trey Jones, Cole Anthony, biggest reach, probably Patrick Williams. The Nuggets, to me, had the best draft along with the Hornets. And... I guess that's about it. I'll wrap up a little draft coverage from the GOAT Channel. We call that the GOAT Channel draft coverage. Um, But, yeah, that's just a little bit of the draft. We will probably talk about more stuff in this episode. But this portion was all NBA Draft 2020. And that's how it goes. (laughs) Alright, we're at the goat quote part of the day. The goat quote today is the way I see it. If you want the rainbow, you gotta put up with the rain. Basically, if you want that happy ending, or if you want that sunshine and that prettiness and that fulfillment in your life, you want the end game to be great, you're gonna have to deal. With some rain, you're gonna have to deal with some downfalls, some pitfalls, some struggles to get to that rainbow because rainbows don't happen without rain. And basically, if you can weather the storm, there's a happy ending at the end. So, quote, the GOAT quote of the day the way I see it, if you want the rainbow, you gotta put up with the rain. We'll be right back after this break. Thank you for tuning in to the Go Channel Podcast. If you like any of this material or any other material, go to check out the YouTube and all my links. Appreciate you listening. Until next time, go out.